Hello and welcome to Save vs. Death, the podcast that drags up the brutal old RPGs of the past and present and future. With me are today's victims, Alex and Josh. How you guys doing? I feel like I'm on a game show. Is that what I'm supposed to be feeling like? In a sense you are, except there's no prizes for victory. Technically there's no substantive punishment for failure either, but failure is more likely. Sometimes, as in when you're creating characters for Hackmaster, failure is just kind of part of the package deal. So usually when we prepare to do these things, you know, I, I kind of have some fair warning. I have time to prepare Steal my yourself. soul. Uh, and, but this one, we decided to do this like two hours ago. So I don't know. I, I, what do you I'm, mean I'm prepare your right soul? Now. I will be less sober by the end of this probably. Oh, this is this is Alex's first episode of Sabers of Death. Uh, so this this should be per- this should be especially exciting. All right, now you guys know the drill, or maybe some of you don't. Uh, how this works is I offer you a choice. Uh, the choice is between two completely obscure, unguessable options uh, veiled through code names, and depending on which one you guess, I pull out one of several systems I've got on my shelf of pain. Uh, I am always ready to run terrible RPGs, so there's always at least a couple to pick from. Today's choices. Are you ready? No. Yes, I'm ready. Perfect. Perfect. All right, choose your destiny. Your options are Hard Cider or Kentucky Bourbon. Those sound like good games. Both of them. I, I think... I think if we really collaborated here and put our minds to it, Alex, we decided that we'd go for Hard Cider... Yeah, because that's something that we drank together. Yeah. Once. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess that your actual answer here is Kentucky bourbon. So yeah, uh, Kentucky bourbon then. what What is Kentucky bourbon? I like Kentucky bourbon. I'm glad you asked. Uh, you guys are going to be playing one of the first RPGs ever published. Sort of. You're going to be playing Boot Hill. No. What is it's Boot an army Hill? thing, isn't it? It is not an army thing, no. Boot Hill <gasps> refers to the ancient cowboy slang for a graveyard. Because when you die in a gunfight, you see, you die with your boots on. Why? Wait, so what is happens this a if you're in a gunfight without your shoes? Uh, I, I don't think they covered that in orientation for shooting people <laughs> in the Wild West. The no cowboy has ever died without wearing his boots. Some of them were wearing some nice sandals. Can we veto this based on illogical titles? Uh, logic. If we uh, vetoed any RPG based on logic, I wouldn't run anything that I've run so far on Save vs. Death. This, this would just be, you know, an hour-long MP3 file of silence. And so then, like, at the end, I yell, damn it. Boot Hill was originally published in 1975 and explicitly marketed as a war game, although it was part of uh, Tactical Studies Rules, or TSR's, experimental phase of smaller-scale war games with individual figures, each of which is given a role, if you will. Uh, some people forget oh, that no. the original Dungeons and Dragons was itself marketed as a war game uh, until it was published in the basic set uh, a little later on in the 70s. However, by the time it reached second edition, Boot Hill was considered published as a full-fledged role-playing game on the cover, 
uh, even though much of the rules don't necessarily reflect that. Don't worry, though. I know what you guys are thinking. Unlike most war games, this is not actually very fussy to play from the player's perspective. Uh, it's a tiny bit fuzzy for me, but I've actually uh, gotten quite used to it. One interesting thing about this, and one thing that actually makes it quite straightforward to play, is that having Wargame Pedigree, this game has zero skills, or any stats, or abilities, or rules, mostly? Not related to shooting people with weapons, being shot with weapons, and not dying. So, like, still most modern video games. Yeah, basically. I mean, in a sense, this is a way to play a Wild West first-person shooter, except you're also expected to inhabit the character and make choices for them in a theatrical sense. So more advanced than most first-person shooters. Well, I mean, obviously it is not intended to be played in the same way as most first-person shooters. Actually, I'll just go ahead and quote the rules, because I think that this is interesting from a historical perspective. It really marks kind of a transition point between uh, original wargame-styled tabletop games and sort of the, the the awareness that playing a campaign was more than just a tactical uh, experience, but also could be storytelling experience. So, <clears throat> Boot Hill is designed to function as a game in two ways, as a set of rules for man-to-man gunfighting action, and as an outline guide for setting up quasi-historical or fictional role-playing campaigns for an ongoing series of continuing events. Although in the first context alone, Boot Hill would provide many hours of exciting action, it is in the latter way that the game fully reveals all its enjoyable possibilities, as player characters pursue their individual goals and interact with each other in a continuing game situation. Uh, so I'll, I'll, a little full disclosure here, I've actually been running a Boot Hill campaign for a little while now. I debuted it as kind of a joke at a one-shot party. And the players were sufficiently enamored with it that they wanted to keep trying it. So I'm a little, I'm a little curious to see what you two make of it. Okay, wait, hang on. There's got to be a catch here, right? Uh, what, they, like, they, I mean, we don't. This is the podcast where we play really bad RPG systems. Okay, it is. Are we gonna there, get bamboozled? There's technically two interpretations of the save versus death credo. One is that you play bad RPGs. The other is that you just play RPGs in which you're extremely likely to die. So if it's not the first one, (laughs) guess what? Uh This game is probably one of the more lethal RPGs I've handled. Not in the sense just that it's got death as a frequent outcome of adventures, but just that it is very egalitarian with its sense of who is likely to die in a gunfight. I'll just break it down for you. If you get hit, I did like a rough and dirty estimation of the math. If you were at any point hit with a bullet or a knife or any kind of weapon, you have about a 12% chance of just dying outright, regardless oh, of how God. strong your character is. I mean, that does sound appropriate. It's like for real life. The Old West. I mean, yeah, well, there you go. It's, it's like real life. <laughs> Except. It's like maybe like real life with a modern healthcare system. It's it's actually better than real life if you were in the old west. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm just talking about instant death. Uh, you could also die afterwards. Oh, although there's okay. no, there are no rules for festering or for diseases. Uh, although I, I I think that there's kind of a, a gentle implication that this sort of thing might be open to D- GM Fiat. But you can certainly die from wounds that do not immediately murder you. Uh, I'll get into how that works a little bit, because it's actually fairly straightforward to explain. But in the meantime, are you two ready to create your gunslingers? Yeah. I mean, no, but 
Are we ever? <laughs> Fantastic. So, Boot Hill character creation. Uh, now, you've gone through a few character creations where most of the choices you make were completely random. Uh, like, most of your character stats and abilities are completely random. This this game is different. All of your character stats and abilities are completely random. <laughs> uh, yep, so, you know, it's I, more of a that's how life draw works, your you know? character card out of a deck kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so 100% of the dice in this game are percentile dice, which is to say you roll one 10-sided die and another 10-sided die that's marked with, like, zeros position, like for 20, 30, 40, etc. And you just sort of consult them both together to get a number between 1 and 100. Uh, all of the dice rolling in this game is done that way. And in character creation, this means it, there, there are various tables which give a very loose rough bell curve uh, of abilities in various relevant categories and as player characters you adjust them positively uh, in a certain direction depending on how poorly you rolled so that your character will never be abysmal in any category which is actually fairly generous for this era but there you go the compensatory factor is that the game includes fastest guns in the west which are pre-made characters representing uh, authentic gunslingers and nearly all of them, I want to say, have stats that are literally impossible for a player character to ever achieve. Neat. Uh, so, since this game uh, is 100% random, it would make a lot of sense to have for somebody to have created an automatic character generator online. Nobody's done so. So I did. You uh, I've actually, did. Yeah, I, I programmed in Twine a character generator for Boot Hill. That will make player oh characters, God. NPCs, and specialty NPCs. Okay, so I ran a campaign for this, so I had to come up with like 200 NPCs to populate my small mining town. So, it was either this, or sit hunched over a rule book for 12 hours, rolling dice until I go blind. I don't know whether you're an, a genius in like the mad scientist way, or just the regular like Ivy League school way. Maybe well, a little keep bit of mind, as I explained on my Patreon, keep in mind that when I say programmer, uh, I am a cargo cult chimpanzee-like programmer. I am building houses out of Lego bricks. It works, but I'm sure that for anyone who actually knows a real programming language instead of Twine, this would be like the last way they would do it. Anyway. You're a fighter with an enchanted wish bracelet, not a wizard. Yep. Anyway, uh, since character creation is completely random, I'm just going to click this twice and tell you guys what characters you get, uh, item by item. Neat. Okay, one second. Okay, Alex. So, the first thing that I roll, and you don't have to write any of this down, I've, I'm just going to keep your character sheet up for you. Uh, if you want to, like, make a note of it, you can, but all the important numbers for, like, how you hit and stuff, I'm going to be rolling, so we'll just take it from here. Alright, so your character... For speed, which is the first stat, rolled a 90. And that Ooh, is very is that good? fast. It is very good. And the fastest gun in the West. No contest. And what, and what a, your speed does is it gives you a bonus to your first shot determination number, which is a number that you modify for every single weapon you own that determines how quickly in the round you act. So, Sounds great. Sounds really important. It is very important. Josh, you rolled a 47. <laughs> Yay! 
Fun fact, uh, I say you rolled a 47, wait, wait, wait. you probably didn't actually roll a 47. You probably rolled something significantly lower, and then the player character modifier boosted it up to 47. Uh-huh. So off to a rollicking good start here is what I'm, I'm telling you. So for 47, your result is quick. Alex, the next stat that you roll is, and this is a stat, firearm accuracy. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's just right out there. Oh uh, no, no, no! I, I don't, don't take that amiss. You rolled very good for firearm accuracy, uh, seventy-eight. Wow! I hit the jackpot. Yep. And what that affects is your accuracy with firearms. So Alex's character is already off the bat super lethal. Uh, oh, I actually. We'll, we'll we'll see about that. Josh, you rolled very good for firearm accuracy, seventy-seven. All right, mm. uh, Alex, next stat, throwing accuracy. Above average, which is a 44. Yeah, these tables don't make any sense. Josh, you rolled 52 for throwing accuracy, which is fair. All right, He's got to get something strength, good, I guess. You rolled a fair 15. Fair is better than above average. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, so, 15 strength. Okay, actually, sorry, you rolled a 63 percentile for strength, which gives you a strength of 15. Oh, okay, so uh, these are derived stats. These are very much derived stats. Uh, strength in this game is on a spectrum between 8 and 20. What are some things you think strength might govern in this game? Um, picking up things. Nope. No rules for picking up things. Carrying capacity? Nope, no rules for carrying capacity. I'll give, like, an in-game fiscal bonus to the punching first person you can guess. people? Nope. There are rules for punching people, but strength has nothing to do with it. Riding horses, handling oh. animals. Nope. No real rules for those. Well, there are rules for moving I was on horses. literally about handling. to go with that. Uh, Using tools. Mental fortitude? You guys give up? No. Um... How many, how much booze like you can have before you go under the table? Uh, no, Josh, you actually just derived that. Nope, not will either. Strength of appearance. Nope, I'm just gonna, alright. Okay, not yeah, I'll you just guys go. Strength is hit points. Oh, what? What? That is 100% of what strength is good for, it's hit points. That's a weird way of putting it. It's a little weird, yeah. Anyway, uh, like I said, Alex, your strength is 15, uh, which, again, on a spectrum between 8 and 20 is a pretty good strength. Uh, oh, that means okay. that, effectively, you can, take seven points of, you can take 15 points of damage before you die. Josh, uh, you rolled a 92 for strength, which means that you get an 18 strength. Yay! All right, bravery is the next stat. Uh, bravery affects, let's see, I believe it's um, your... Accuracy with firearms and throwing weapons, and also, yes, your speed. So, your bravery, so it, Alex. So, it stacks with the, the stats you already have? Yes. Oh, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Alex, your bravery is 88. You are very brave. Yeah. Josh, your bravery is 44. You're above average. Uh-huh. All right, and the last stat here is experience. And this is for how many gunfights your character has been in. The number of gunfights has a reasonably significant effect on your accuracy modifier. Fun fact about this stat, um, this is the one stat that will increase directly. 
there are two other stats that will increase incrementally uh, based on, like, w when you get into a gunfight, maybe by a little bit, which may or may not actually have an effect. Yeah, yeah. But uh, experience in gunfights, uh, every time you get into a gunfight, which is a fair fight, or reasonably approximation of a fair fight, like you're not just shooting somebody in the back, it goes up by one, and you get the commensurate benefits. Uh, anyway, Alex, you rolled a 97 for experience, which means Holy. you've been in eight gunfights. Oh my god, rigged! Uh, Josh, you rolled a 51, which means you've been in one gunfight. <laughs> I, I'm beginning uh, to think there's something of a disparity between our two characters. <laughs> there is, but You'll don't worry, neither of you are going to survive for very long. <laughs> the stats don't matter. Yep. Uh, fun fact, for having been in one gunfight, you actually get a penalty to your accuracy. <laughs> it wasn't a good uh, fight for, having, for you. For having been in eight gunfights, you get a bonus. A significant bonus. I would hope so. All right, so. so, and as Josh determines, yes, all of these modifiers are stacking because in a battle... There's actually only three numbers that matter. This is the exact opposite of modern systems, which attempt to give you, like, six stats, which sort of blossom outwards into, like, a coral network of derived stats. This game has, like, ten stats, which derive into three useful numbers. And those useful numbers are your first shot determination with the weapon you're using, your aim with the weapon you're using, and your strength which is the strength you have remaining. Uh, nothing else matters. It matters, like, only when you are gaining experience and modify the stats, which may modify those three numbers. Other than that, I want to say the entire game, no other num none of your other stats are relevant. Except, I guess, technically speed is relevant in, like, one very obscure context. But it's not... Oh, even so good. that stat didn't even matter. Oh, it mattered, because it boosted your first shot determination, which is actually just about the most important stat you have. I would say more so than accuracy. So, Alex, I'm just going to give you the whole breakdown of your character. Your strength is 15. Your first shot determination, before considering the weapon you're using, is 15. That's a very good one. Your gun aim is 76. That means that all other things being equal, no other modifier is applied. On a roll of 1 to 100, you want to get a 76 or lower to hit your opponent with a gun. Nice. So that's good. That's actually a very good gun aim. Uh, they don't get a lot better than that, to be totally honest with you. Uh, your throwing weapon aim is 68. Also pretty good. Uh, and you've been in eight previous gunfights. Josh, your strength is 18. Your first shot determination is 5. Your gun aim is 58. Your throwing aim is 53. And you've been in one gunfight. So, uh, do you guys want to name your characters? I'm just going to set this game in Arizona, 19, 1878. Do you have any character idea in mind, Alex? So, there's no role-playing in this game at all? Oh, there is role-playing. See, th there's a very important distinction here. This game has no rules for role-playing. That is very different than saying there's no role-playing. So I've I've run a campaign of this game, and most of what they do is, like, run a small business in town and, like, jockey for the sheriff's position, deal with politics between the northerners and who are coming in to settle businesses and the southerners who are, like, working ranches and mines in the area. Like, it's 
it's there, there's a there can be a vast inner world of your character and you can have an extremely complicated character uh but there's no rules for determining like how persuasive you are or for determining like how good you are at the skills all those are left to my discretion as the game master so it's still very much like a war game that has been kind of adapted to be used in a role-playing yeah. game fashion. Yeah. Think of it this way. This is only a war game when your character is in a situation where they're fighting. At any other time, uh, it's just a improvisational theater game. Right. For the sake of, of brevity, what if we just exported ourselves into this setting? That sounds fine. Yeah. Okay. You're Alex, the Canadian bounty hunter, Ooh. and I'm Josh, the Nevadan boring person. <laughs> let's let's say if I were in the Wild West, I'd probably run a run a tavern or something. That's not boring. I, I yeah, you guys can plan to run a saloon. Oh, we'll run it together. I'm an ex bounty hunter turned bartender. That Josh hired sure. me because he was like, there was no one else that would take the job. Alright, yeah. sounds good. Okay, uh, I'm going to expedite equipment purchasing a little bit. Um, so this game has uh, a weapons chart which contains just about every historical like category of weapon. From like single action to double action to fast draw to long barrel revolvers. Uh, repeater rifles, Civil War rifles, Civil War carbines, Gatling guns, artillery. Um as well as a few different kinds of melee weapons, although they all perform functionally the same. Actually, that's one thing. Uh, so I'll just I'll just tell you this. Um, in this game, almost every weapon does the same damage, which is to say when you hit somebody with it, whether or not they die uh, is not very relevant, depending on the weapon. The only exception is shotguns. Shotguns are slow weapons, but uh, they can get multiple hits on an opponent when you only roll to hit them once. So that that's that's kind of the difference, uh, and obviously how devastating they are depends very much on how close you are to your opponent. Um, so basically, the question I'm going to ask you is: Do you want your character to be slow but good at long range combat, or fast but very much like a keen to attuned to like close range combat, or somewhere in between? Oh, I thought I was good at everything. Uh, you are good at everything, but what kind of weapon you pick, uh, to pick, like, so the only two operative stats, really, on any weapon, well, there's three. Uh, one is your range, uh, which is, you know, like, at, at what range it is effective, and at what range you start taking penalties to hit. So if you're hitting somebody at, like, 60 yards with a rifle, that's gonna go a lot easier for you than if you're firing, like, a pistol. Because the pistol is inaccurate, and you're just gonna take all kinds of penalties, your dice roll. Right. Um, uh, I'm gonna pick close range, because we're at the bar, okay. and we're gonna need that okay. maybe under the table. Uh, so, do you want a shotgun, which is going to... Yes, Okay, definitely. so there are two ways... Yeah, okay. Okay, double-barreled shotgun it is. <laughs> Alright, with this double-barreled shotgun... With this double-barreled shotgun, you can fire up to twice per turn. Um, if it takes uh, a full turn to reload the shotgun. How about you, Josh? I, it's uh, worth I mentioning this game has range. rules. Okay, that sounds good. I was about to say, it, but, it's worth mentioning this game has rules for uh, firing two pistols at once. It's Oh, really? It's not advisable, but it's possible. <laughs> that means you should do it. 
Well, yeah, we're not here to You're do gonna the die anyway. thing. I'll do I'll do double pistols, <laughs> which I assume would be closer range than long yes. range. I'm going to give you two fast drop revolvers, which is, I think, probably the best pick. Uh, a lot of these pistols uh, are not actually, like, there's no reason you'd want to buy them particularly. Uh, the only scenario in which you'd really want them uh, is if you have a really esoteric desire for slightly longer range weapons. Or if, more probably, you're getting it off of somebody who's dead who didn't have access to an equipment chart at character creation and just had to give whatever shitty revolver he found or bought from a corner store. That's a common problem for people in the West who just don't have access to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Really, uh, people who are characters have a huge advantage over people who are not characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so the uh, the other two effects, just so I can get out of the way, for what weapon you pick are... Uh, your rates, your rate of reload and fire, which are uh, how many times you can shoot it per round and how quickly you can reload it, uh, how many bullets you can reload per round, and your weapon speed, which determines what bonus you get to your first shot determination number. Uh, Josh, you can fire up to three shots per pistol per turn. Neat. And you can reload them at the same rate. Uh, it, it's worth mentioning when you do this, the first shot is not less accurate to hit, but each subsequent shot takes a penalty to hit. Uh, the reason why you wouldn't want to do this every turn is because then you end up with empty pistols and you need to reload them. Right, right. But, honestly, <clears throat> in close range, most of the time it's worth it. Alright, uh, I see no reason not to just get straight into it. The first time you guys into a, get into a combat, I'll tell you the rules. <laughs> Sound good? All right. Okay. Maybe if we just never get into combat, we'll never die. I mean, that's that's I mean, a possibility. Are, that's a good advice for life. Yeah. Don't, don't well, ever get that's, into a gunfight, what... and you'll never die from a gunfight, probably. See, that's where this game's educational. Um, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it teaches you not to get into gunfights. This is very important, especially for people in the 70s. Yeah, uh, this game has historical scenarios, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about how what happened when we we played out a historical scenario uh, versus what happened in the real life scenario. Got killed by the Sundance Kid. No, we'll get to that later. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say. All right, so you guys are in the Arizona Territory. Uh, there's a silver rush going on out here. Uh, there are businessmen who are coming in from the north with capital uh, from northern businesses. Uh, especially from the coasts. Uh, there are also ranchers, uh, prospectors, outlaws, and other types that live out here. And there's often tension when a boomtown arises between those that live within the town and those live without it. So you guys are going to set up a saloon is the idea. Question, are you guys going to go into one of the boomtowns, which would be the obvious choice because boomtowns can have, like, multiple saloons per block and still turn a profit for whatever years the, the area is profitable? Or are you going to try to set up in the outskirts where, you know, you, you might have more competition or you might have a hard time getting started, but you're also not running in direct competition with everybody and their brother? What do you think, I John? like... Boomtown, probably. Well, hmm. Wait, which is more interesting for, like, the format we're doing right now? Boomtown. Okay, right. let's do that. Okay. Uh, second question. Just real quick. Uh, do you want historical or sort of historical, but using uh, fake proper nouns? 
Well, we're already in Arizona, so... Yeah. Alright. You guys are straight up going to be headed for Tombstone. And I'm going to adjust the date to, let's say, uh, 1880. Just a was it, Wasn't Arizona a state by 1880? I don't believe it was. I, I believe it was still the Arizona and New Mexico territories. All right. No, maybe it, uh, it is a it is a blisteringly bright summer afternoon as you and as the two of you, let's say, ride. Uh, let's just give you horses. Uh, oh, thank you. Tombstone, Arizona, from the east. Uh, you're coming up on Sixth Street and the intersection of Allen Street. Uh, you see, up ahead. Uh, there's just about the first building you see as you approach is Ritter and Reams Undertaker. Excellent. As well as the Birdcage Theater, uh, a few saloons of various descriptions. Clearly, the reputation for this area of being rich in libations was very well deserved. You also see that while the central blocks are packed to the gills with buildings, just absolutely no room on the street level, uh, down the way, there are some relatively not packed lots where you believe that there's still room for uh, purchasing land, perhaps from Town Hall and setting up. So, uh, you guys have been on the trail all day, kind of thirsty, kind of hungry, just about running broke, but hopefully you got a little bit of money to get started. Uh, what are you guys up to? Let's just cut to your character. Well, we probably ought to head to the local saloon. Isn't that where we live? Uh, well, we haven't gotten one yet. Oh, okay. Alright, we'll see we'll say that uh coming up here, the first reputable saloon you see is the Browns and Hatford Saloon. There's a couple of Kinnear stages outside and a Wells Fargo office nearby, so this place is pretty high traffic. Kind of s- sweet spot you might have liked to have if you've been here a few years ago. Man, this is a sweet spot I'd like to have if I were here a few years ago. You don't, don't we say, have to do Alex. that? Oh, that's what we're supposed to do, right? Well, uh, yes, if you want to. <laughs> I don't play by your rules, just saying. All right, why don't we head inside? All right, you head inside the Browns and Hanford Saloon. All right, uh, you see up ahead there's a faro table uh, where a man is turning a crank to turn out cards that he lays out for individuals to bet on the results of. Uh, nearby the front is a bar, uh, behind which, uh, you see a sign posted which says, By local ordinance, there are to be no firearms carried within the town of Tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I glance at my gun belt, but don't make any move to disarm. There are a few exquisitely stubbled individuals nearby you who are clearly going around healed. But we have a shotgun, they're gonna see. That That is true, but so far nobody's challenged you on your shotgun. Actually, that's a question. Do you keep your shotgun on your horse, or do you actually just, like, carry it on your person? Like, strapped um, on your back? Probably on the horse. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give you a pistol as a backup weapon. Uh-oh. I've already messed up. I mean, you don't want to walk around town just slinging we don't walk a around town with shotgun a gun over your shoulder... I know that's a normal thing Americans do, but it still doesn't mean it's okay. 
Fun fact, there are more liberal gun laws in the modern-day West than there were in the historical West. Uh, anyway, uh, as you guys enter, uh, clearly parched and sweat-stricken, uh, a man behind the bar with an effusive mustache puts his hands down. Can I help you two? Oh, man, are we doing accents? I can't do an accent. I'm doing them. You can do whatever. I, you guys do whatever the I mean, fuck you're you a want. Canadian. I never, ever, I never, ever insist that player characters have accents. Uh, I saunter on up to him and uh, say, we're going to need rooms for two people and uh, food and drink. Rooms for two, food and drink. All right, sounds good. What brings you to Tombstone? Are you looking to get a claim? That's about right. Well, uh, in that case, I suppose you might as well check any mining office in the nearby area. Of course, they got a they got a mine over in there in Hot Town, but I don't know if any of you guys want to set up there. Why is Let's that? See. Oh, it's just down the street, uh, over past uh, let's see Fourth Street and in intersection. Ah, oh, hell. It's okay. He you don't have to look. Hmm? Yeah, he 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 seems very embarrassed by his lo- lack of uh, civic knowledge. And That's okay, it's no uh, big deal. I'll just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you know, he reaches under the bar, pulls up two glasses, and pushes one to each of you. And he uncorks a bottle of whiskey, uh, pours you each a measure of it, and says, I don't know exactly what we have for food, but uh, I can check, see if we've got anything maybe in the barrels. Sir, what kind of establishment is this? We just paid for food, and now you don't have any. Did we pay oh. for food? Yeah, we did pay for uh, food. Like, have we and it's not included. Yet, he oh. he only pulled over the the cash you have for uh, the cash you have for the drink. Oh, okay, that's nice of him, I guess. Yeah, I down the shot and look at him sidelong and say, "You look new around here, or you seem new." Well, ain't we all new around here? I mean, Get a little too philosophical for me. <laughs> Hell, uh, I-, I will say that I'm the latter half of the immigrants. The last I heard, this place getting around 800, 900 souls. Wow. Yeah, you mean dead people? There's opportunities to be had here. <laughs> what? No. No, I... <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, he- his eyes suddenly slide to, like, the gun on your hip, and then, like, back up to you. Oh. And he kind of straightens his back. And he's like, you know, um, I don't mean to go telling tales out of school here, but there is an ordinance within the town where you're not allowed to openly carry firearms. Not as uh, many citizens care, exactly. Sorry, I didn't know. I'm new. Aren't we all new? You know, remember you said that? Well, yeah, that is true. I mean, you got a point there, really. <laughs> as he's as he's, he's wittering on... Uh, now I'll slowly Let's put see. my shotgun somewhere where people can't see it, like under the table or something. Okay. Like on my lap, yeah, under the bar. <laughs> Out of the lap where the double-barrel shotgun is invisible. <laughs> well, if you're kind of right. ta- at the table. Alright, as, as you're having this conversation, you hear the, the swing of the saloon doors behind you, and you hear uh, someone you hear someone mutter right there. Well, <clears throat> And then hear... Uh, Shoes on the boards behind both of you. The throat clears again, louder. 
I turn around to look. <clears throat> well, I look over my shoulder. All right. Stand there is a balding man with a black mustache uh, dressed in a nice suit. Uh, he has a pistol, and his hand is near it, but not exactly on it. It's like, uh, excuse me, uh, allow me to introduce myself. Uh, Who's he talking to? John the two of you. Oh, okay. Definitely the two of you. My name is John Harris Behan, and I am the sheriff of <laughs> Yavapai County. <laughs> I was the sheriff, no, was the sheriff of Yavapai County. Uh, uh, I'm not yet the sheriff of this county, but am in the running, and I've been, uh, well, in my capacity as undersheriff, <laughs> I've been asked to check out the two of you. You see, we do have an ordinance against firearms. The Old West is very dangerous, you see. But, but I mean, the, the modern West. The West that we are currently in right now. Very dangerous, and we wouldn't want <laughs> the two of you to accidentally get into an exciting gun battle. It's a, it's a trap. We've decided that the, we, we, you know we, we've decided that the best thing for people to do to avoid the possibility of a blood raising systems testing gun battle by system I mean of course the fresh baby faced system of law and order that we have out here in this our American frontier is to have all visitors surrender their firearms immediately upon entering town. Uh, I would not press the point, except that apparently you've got two pistols, and apparently you're carrying a double-barreled shotgun just on your lap. <laughs> and no. see, even in a town like this, that's conspicuous. I asked I say, one of the other undersheriffs, who does that? Who carries two pistols on their hip? Well, it seems I do. Well... What if I were to ask you to surrender those to Town Hall, which you could go to to collect them if you ever wanted to go back out into the Badlands? I glance around at the other people in the bar. What about the rest of them? Well, there you see, these are um, non-important characters in this saloon, you see. Uh, I, I generally don't pay them any mind. It's a tutorial guy, Josh. Just play ball. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of hoping Alex. Josh will shoot him. I lean over to Alex. Don't you have your bounty hunter license still? Yeah, I think so. I didn't sell it off yet for, you know, all the booze bills we racked up over the years <laughs> going from town to town. Sell your bounty hunter license. It's the only thing I have left, but I still have it. Uh, sir, I have a bounty hunter's license. I'm just pretty much doing your job, only just a different title, so you know how it is, right? But oh, I, you know, actually, like, no, that's that's much more dangerous and important than my title. I am basically a pencil pusher. I never yeah, but you still do good work. <laughs> you still do good work that should be respected. Well, actually, since you are a bounty hunter, and thus a very important and dangerous person who is likely to get into exciting fights, I have a bounty that I am interested in seeing claimed. I don't work for Bounty Hunter Inc. anymore. It's just like, well, it was a long time ago, you know. I'm out of practice, and I'm kind of old. And that's why I'm doing the drink thing instead. The drink thing, you say? Yes. Somehow she found it much more economical. Right. He just, like, looks left and right and then leans in and is like, All right, I'll level with you. Is there any way I can get you to go after these dangerous individuals and probably die in the process? Just to demonstrate our Western system. Of law and order. 
We want a plot of land and $200. Done. Plot of land on Main Street and $200. With a Done. nice river view at the he back. Starts dancing a, he starts dancing a jig and turning in circles while screaming, dun, 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 at the top of his lungs. Uh, meanwhile, while your rewards are being prepared by city council, because, uh, after all, a plot of land uh, in this boom town is very much worth a single afternoon of work, uh, he provides several posters. He says, all right, well, now, most of the time uh, in this kind of milieu, we would actually want individuals alive, but that's too inconvenient with our present system of law and order, so we will accept absolutely any state for these individuals. Honestly, if you tell us they're dead, and we just look into your eyes and sense, yeah, you probably did kill them, we will take that as a victory and award you your proper reward. Do you have any details hey. about who these people are? Oh, as a matter of fact, I have several details lying right here, but you guys seem like you're in an awful hurry, so uh, I'll just give you the location. Yeah, we're in a rush. All right, uh, you're looking for Hayfield Ranch. Uh, which was the prior residence of Jonathan Hayfield and is the current residence of just people who are there. Uh, presumably you'll get there and they'll be the right people and you'll kill them and it'll be okay. <laughs> it's not like, that, like maybe not. Clock. If not, hey, it's the Arizona Territory. Shit happens. All right. Uh, so uh, do we go now or... Stay overnight at the saloon or inn or something. Up, up to you guys. It is irrelevant in mechanical terms. Uh, I, I feel like I should point out right out there right now. <laughs> I think I should point out for the benefit of anybody who does not have experience with tabletop role playing games. They don't go like this. Uh, I I am breezing <laughs> through things in the interest no, really. of getting to a scenario where the rules come into play. Uh, it, it, uh, how we play it uh, in, like, the actual game is that I get really into each character and their personalities, and, like, an hour goes by without a gun battle, and then one gun battle happens, and that's basically the session. The podcast is the backstory episode. Basically, yes. We've already done that work. All right. So you arrive uh, after many days of riding, which I will not feel the need to narrate, uh, and consuming your iron rations. Wait, how far away is this? Many days of riding, Joshua. No, we didn't sign Wait, up for this. Continue. It's a big territory. Finally, uh, you come across a fork in the road, down which you can see uh, in the scrub and dirt uh, a black speck on the horizon, which you believe is the ranch you were headed for. The area is as vast and featureless as, say, the average tabletop. Hmm, what an interesting description. There any, uh... Oh, wait, we don't have any long-range skills anyway. I was thinking, oh, yeah, we could maybe get up on a way shoot them, but no. Uh, we ride right into the ranch. Alex, is this accurate? Yeah, pretty accurate, I would say. Okay, well, let's get into it. So up ahead, uh, you see a ranch house with a corral, sort of adjacent cattywampus, about 40 yards away. You're approaching from the side of the corral. Uh, there's also what appears to be a shed uh, a few feet to the left of the of the house 
facade, as well as an outhouse some distance uh, back, sort of situated up against some scrub. You see no signs of life from this distance, and you are, well, let's say, 100 feet out. All right, we move closer, but I signal that I'm going to split up a little bit from Alex so that we're not, like, right next to each other when the fighting starts. If the fight- Sounds good. All right, uh, you gallop up, and you see that the doorway is slightly ajar. And as a matter of fact, you see that there is a massive hole in the doorway. A hole sort of chewed. Uh, it's, it's about the size of a fist, and it's very irregularly shaped. It has almost a kind of a cloud shape to it. Uh, there, there's very clearly done a lot of damage to the cheap local wood that was used to make it. So... Do you suppose they had a good visit with whoever was here before? Well, potentially, depending on which side of the door the bullet came from. Did you say the door was slightly ajar? I did. All right, I, I creep up to the side of the house and okay, sounds good. draw one pistol. And keeping myself uh, with the, like, keeping my back up against the wall of the house, I reach over and push open the door slightly and peek through. You peek through. Okay. Um, you see there are several dead bodies in the middle of this room. Uh, looks like ranchers, still dusty from the trail, uh, curled up and sprawled on the furniture. Uh, each one holding uh, an old cavalry pistol. They may have gotten into a gunfight themselves, but you don't see any weapons lying around that are capable of doing the damage uh, that is present on the door. I look out away from the door. Are there any structures or anything on the opposite side that would line up with the line of sight of that door? Uh, Nothing but the outhouse. The outhouse. From this distance, does it look like there's any damage to the outhouse? It does not. And what direction are these sprawled-out ranchers facing? Towards the door or away from the door? A few... Most of them are facing each other, but several of them are facing the wall furthest from the door. You also notice that they have gruesome injuries. I just noticed they have gruesome injuries. Yeah, what kind of gruesome injuries? Well, uh, it is typically my custom to descent to more and more granular levels of description, the more focus is displayed on various items in the game. Alright, so, what kind of gruesome injuries? Uh, So their shirts are torn open, and there are big fist-sized holes punched through their abdomens. Uh, Not, like, all the way through, where, like, you could feed a PVC pipe through, but just, like, they, 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 they were clearly hit by, as a bounty hunter with a shotgun, a shotgun from close range. As a matter of fact, it looks like they were hit from, like, each each one was hit with both barrels of a shotgun from close range, although from approximately the same position. Maybe two shotgun wielders? Well, what do you think, Alex? Well, I think we're dealing with people that like to go fight in close range combat. Really? So do Potentially we. very close. Which means they are not Did, afraid of shooting people, people right? they know. We didn't so we shoot any that, guns like, yet. Like three day long bender, you know, last week. Both of you hear oh, the sounds right. of hoofbeats growing louder on the horizon. I'm sure that's nothing. 
Now, anyways, that drinking thing that we were getting into. Could you think that potentially we did this and we can just go back and claim our prize now? I mean, it does seem reasonable. Because we could just do the thing where we look in his eyes and because we've already seen a corpse, we'll be convincing. Uh, the hoofbeats are slowing down reasonably close. It sounds like they're near the corral. Maybe we should get you, out of here. You hear a voice command. Alright, now get these in the corral. I'll be at the outhouse, because I gotta take a shit! Goddamn! I motion for Alex to... to I push open the door all the way and motion for Alex to follow me inside. Uh, you're already Alright, I follow. Oh, let's oh, go we inside. Are inside. Okay, I was... Yeah. Alright. You were examining the body, uh, so I figured you were inside. Okay. I, I, was, I was thinking we were still looking at it from the outside, but... Uh, <clears throat> Okay, so I try to peer through the windows to see what's going on towards the corral. All right, uh, you creep up on a window, and you see there's one figure, huge figure, like seven foot tall, nearly, who is disappearing from sight as he goes around to the back of the house uh, to the outhouse. You d unfortunately don't have a window directly overlooking the outhouse from here. Uh, near the corral, you see that there are four empty horses... Uh, and there are two individuals who are tying the horses up. You also see that sort of milling uh, behind are a few tired-looking cattle. One of the two men near the horses glances towards the house and squints in your direction very suddenly. I duck. You, say, you hear, what in the hell? Stop, drop, and roll! <laughs> Did you say that? Yes. Awesome. All right, you, you hear. Sam, it's the law! No, we're not the law! They might have realized uh, that... I, I just I guess I just assumed that you tied your horses up, like, somewhere out of sight. Yeah, <laughs> presumably, yes. No, of course we should. Uh, all right, guess what? Combat just started. No, we're not the law. Don't fight us, please. We're just regular people who didn't see anything. Uh, well, they we believe you. We didn't see anything. We didn't see what you were doing. However, unfortunately, uh, the person closest to you has uh, sort of unexplored issues, which he finds that he can only explore out here in this lawless frontier with the smell of gun smoke uh, and the oh. sight of someone writhing on the ground. And his buddies, they're not actually violent, but they're also very inassertive, so they tend to follow his lead. So. Oh, I get that. God is... Trying to make us fight a gunfight. So, uh, combat round has just started. The first phase is determining who moves first. And when I say moves first, I only mean moves first. There is a separate phase of combat just dedicated to people moving their characters. So, uh, you, you might be thinking, okay, uh, I think I could probably guess which stats affect who moves first. You are mistaken. No stats affect who moves first. It is a flat percentile roll. What about my speed? Irrelevant. Oh. You're fast with guns, not on your feet. I'm uh... just gonna roll for everybody. Okay, um, one of the cowboys got the lowest roll, which means that he moves first. So he's going to choose oh. to run up to one side of the doorway. So he is... 
Actually, he's going to enter the house and stand inside. So he has run this round. How is this XCOM twenty third or twenty twelve style stuff? It's it's it, no, it's more like the original XCOM. Um, okay. How much you move affects how accurate you are and how easy you are to hit. So because he's run, he's going to take a penalty to hit, but he's also going to take a penalty to other people hitting him. Fortunately for you, it's a bigger penalty to your accuracy than it is to the accuracy of people shooting you. All right. Uh, next up is Alex. So Alex, I'm just going to give you where you stand. You're in a mid-sized one-room house, uh, basically in the center. There are some pieces of furniture that you could take cover behind, uh, a couple stools, a uh, chest of drawers. None of them would provide you with, like, bullet absorption, so they wouldn't block bullets, but they would make you harder to, like, see, maybe, so they would provide you a modicum of protection if you got behind them. That would also put you at a slightly longer range with your shotgun, though, so it would be less devastating. Um, I have a question. Yes. Are we allowed to talk freely during this segment, or is this all really. just we have to move? Okay. Not really, and I'm also just not going to let you, because we're, you know, we're stepping on it. Alex, where are you going to move to? Um, so can I go kind of behind the door? Uh, Like sort a of. sneak attack, sort of. Like They see you, though. Oh. Is there a table? There's a table. Okay, I'll go under the table. But like in, a, table. in an attack... <laughs> but like in an attack mode where I'm like under the table with the shotgun out. You know what I'm talking about? Like uh, that. The, that, was, that, was, that was great though. I, I was really thinking you were going to say like you were going to flip the table. I was all ready for you to say like, alright, I'm going to flip the table, get behind it. Getting under oh, the yeah, table. Oh yeah, okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> You're under the table. No, it's too late. You are under the table now. You are this. under the table in attack mode. Uh, that that'll do. Let's, let's over, see where this goes. I'm excited. You push it over. Uh, it's not his That's how you like, undo my turn. You if I pushed it over. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, uh, the two desperados. One of them is actually going to run to the window, and one of them is going to also run in just inside the door. They're more confused. They're they're confused enough that they're running in to see what's going on and maybe not making the most tactically sound decisions. Okay, uh, Josh, now it's your turn. What are you gonna do? Uh, okay, so the guy at the window is like in the same direction as the guy who's at the door. They all just ran to it, right? It's not like he's going around uh, the other side of the house or something. No, he's not. You know what? Uh, the the window I'm gonna say is on the west wall, and the door is on the north wall. Okay. Was the so west wall window the one I was looking through? Yes. So he's like right in front of me now. Right, right now, yes. And uh, what direction is Alex's table? <laughs> if you flipped it, it would be blocking the door, probably. No, I mean, what direction I mean, from could... me is Alex's table? Oh. It's in the center of the room. So okay, uh... I run over and kick Alex's table over and uh, take cover behind it from the guys at the door. Yeah. Well, hey, okay. All right, that's everybody's movement, which means thanks, that Josh, we get to... for fixing my goof. All right. Next, we get to first shot determination. Now, the, this is not a roll. It is actually just you have a number which is affected by a few possible variables, which is constant. So, in like a fast draw scenario. Basically, almost all the time, who goes first is going to be the person who goes first in 
100 out of 100 matchups. Uh, there's one thing you could do to affect... Uh, well, there's a few things you could do. One is you by moving or by, like, you know, training your gun on a target for multiple rounds. You can increase your temporary modifier. Um, the other is, of course, your weapon affects it. But the big one, besides getting injured, is... Uh, um, whether or not you choose to fire from the hip or just aim normally. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you first, Alex, what action you want to take during the shooting phase of this turn. Uh, it can be, like, I want to shoot once from the hip at this guy. I want to shoot once at this guy, once at this guy, once at this guy from the hip. I want to shoot three times aimed at one person. But, oh wait, oh wait, you've got a shotgun, so you've got two total yeah. shots to assign if you want to. Uh, and you, uh, you can choose to fire from the hip or not from the hip. The shotgun is slow, so firing from the hip will increase your chances of going before somebody else can. But Push the table back up so you can, so you can be back in attack mode. Yeah, I should stand up, right? <laughs> you, you know, little actions, little movements are accounted for. Uh, oh, okay. It's not a big deal. I'll say you can just stand up. Yeah, so, so Alex, if I'm from do? the table, shooting from the table, mm -hmm. does that have any sort of bonus? Because I'm, like, steadying the gun slightly? You know, uh, that's really good instincts. Technically, there is a bonus for steadying your gun on something, but it doesn't kick in until the second round you've studied the gun. Okay. So I'll do that. Okay. And, and then who, who can I shoot? You can shoot anybody you want. Uh, everyone Even if they're far away? Me. Shoot John! Well, nobody's... Nobody's visible. No! <laughs> I want all the nobody, reward money. I don't want Josh. Visible <laughs> is, nobody who's visible is out of your range right now. I want the money for myself. But no, I'll shoot at the guy that's, that's like, on the side of the front door. Aimed. Okay. Uh, Aimed, and you're firing one yeah. or both barrels? Both barrels. Just let him have it. Both barrels, let him have it. All right, Josh, what shots are you taking? Okay, so remind me, what's the difference between aimed and not aimed? Uh, if you don't aim, you fire, or you fire from the hip, you shoot faster in the turn, but less accurately. If you aim, you shoot later in the turn, but more accurately. I say later and earlier... Uh, it modifies your first shot determination, so th it's not right. infrequent that in a first battle, somebody who's slow will fire from the hip only to discover that they're slower than the person with a high fast draw who's aiming. Right. So I'm a lot slower than Alex, so... Um, That's correct. Your FSD is not fantastic. My FSD. Uh, so I fire three shots from the hip at the guy in the window... There's three people here, right? Like, the guy in the outhouse is, like, busy being outhoused. Right, right. So I fire three shots from the hip from one pistol um, at the guy in the window, and three shots aimed at the guy that's at the door that's not the one that Alex is shooting at. Awesome. All right, and now what I do is I go through and I quantify everybody's first shot determination to find out who goes first. Josh, I'm sorry, can you say once again, were you aiming? Three shots aimed for the guy at the um, at the door. Three shots from the hip from the guy uh, at the window. Alright, that's, that's fine. 
Okay. Da -da -da. My revolvers are six shooters, right? Yeah. I'm not actually. The rules don't okay, actually say detail. you can fire aimed and from the hip on uh, different revolvers, but I'll just let you do it. Doesn't matter, anyways. We're dead. Oh, that's that's cynical. I just figure that's why you're being loose with the rules. Rutschgarn is loose with the rules because he can be. Let's be real here. I am loose with the rules because this game is old and jank as fuck. I mean, this game barely has rules. It's got like 30 pages of rules or something. <laughs> okay. And... Alright! Uh, I got good news. Josh, you're firing from the hip is the first action of this round. Neat. The bad news. Everybody else goes oh, no. before any either of you get another shot. Neat. Alright, uh, so Josh, I now you have no more choices to make. You're locked in. I'm going to roll on the accuracy table. So first, I'm just going to let you know what modifiers you're working with here. Just to let you know how much you should be sweating. So, your gun aim is 58? <laughs> uh, now let's modify that. <laughs> So, good news, you're within close range. That's plus 10. 68. Bad news. Okay, firstly, can I actually, can you remind me, was this your offhand or your primary hand you were quick drawing with? You were hip shooting with? Offhand was probably quick draw. Okay, it's your offhand. That's minus 10. Uh-oh. You're firing two pistols. That's minus 30. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So, so far, you're at a modifier of minus 30, which means you hit on a 28. Uh... Oh, wait, actually, no, uh, that, that's right. Yeah, firing two pistols, hip shooting, wrong hand, minus 50 total, plus 10, minus 40 total. Okay, you hit on an 18 or less on a roll of 1d100. Do I roll this? I'll roll it for you. Oh. 52! Miss. Now you're taking your second shot. It's at minus 10, so you roll on an 8 or lower on a roll of 1d100. You rolled a 1! <laughs> Good job! Yes! Oh. Uh, we'll see if it saves you. Alright, so you rolled a hit. At this point, it does not matter what weapon you're using. It does not matter what the range was. Well, okay, it doesn't matter what weapon you're using if it's not a shotgun. Doesn't matter what the range was. Doesn't matter. Almost doesn't matter if they have cover unless it's hard cover. What I do now is I roll on the wound chart. Uh, and oh. how that works is I roll the location and I roll the severity. And depending on the location and severity, it may have various effects on them, including their die. Uh, the only thing where cover could matter is if they're behind hard cover. It's interesting. It actually just doesn't affect them. Like, so if you're standing behind a stone wall, and you've got your chin up over it, and somebody rolls a hit, and they roll a wound to your left leg, uh, you're fine. It doesn't hit you. It just oh, hits the wall where your left leg would be. Yeah, I kind of like that. Anyway, uh, we're going to roll 1d100. You rolled a 3, which means you hit him in the left leg. Here's the bad news. Uh, it is impossible to kill somebody by shooting them in their left leg. <laughs> well, it's the thought that counts. Uh, yeah, so every location... Uh, has 
a certain likelihood to give, inflict a light wound, which will give them a hit point deficit. A certain capacity to inflict a serious wound, which will give them a more serious hit point, a more serious hit point deficit. And some locations have the chance to inflict a mortal wound. In the case of the head, it's a 60% chance of inflicting a mortal wound. And the head is actually a 15% chance of getting it. Uh, so we'll, we'll roll and see what happens. Alright, you rolled a 35. Bad news, that's a light wound. So he doesn't lose many hit points, he loses three. Uh, so I like hit him he in will... the toe or something. He grazes his leg, and he will run slightly slower after he's <laughs> done with this combat. Alright, uh, all that remains of me to roll one more attack, which is at a minus... So you need to roll a uh, negative eight or lower on a roll of one to one hundred. Uh, you rolled a one. <laughs> Again? Yeah. Oh, wow. What is this? You'd be surprised how often these crop up. I'm using my luck transfer device. Uh, unfortunately, it's irrelevant because, again, you needed a negative eight or lower. All right. Uh, well, that's that's your turn. You inflicted, you grazed somebody's leg, uh, which will increase, it will, it will decrease their accuracy slightly. And they are going next, so we'll see how this works out for you. All right. Now, he is firing one aimed shot. And that means that he needs to roll. Duh, duh, duh. Who's he shooting at? I'm oh, sorry, he's where, he's shooting at you, Josh. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, I, I tell a lie. He's firing from the hip, which means that he needs a 58 or lower to hit you. He rolled a 59, Josh. How does it feel to be more <laughs> lucky than good? What is this? You're not just making these uh. numbers up. I'm definitely not making these numbers up. Are you kidding me? I've been like looking forward so, to like, this I ever got since you picked a haircut from the bullet. Your hat flies off. And uh, you said we were gonna die fast. Look how resilient we are. Yeah, I've Only one of them nearly have fired and one two more are going. I've fired as many as a quarter of the shots that are going to happen in this turn. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, the gunfighter is also firing at Josh. He's firing two shots. He's firing from the hip. That means he needs to roll a... Really? Oh, wow. Uh, a 70 or better on the first shot, a 60 or better on the second shot. What? He rolled an 86 for the first shot. So that's over. So he misses. Now he needs to roll a 60 for the second shot. He got a 64. <laughs> <laughs> I'm invincible! <laughs> Uh, okay, and actually the last guy acts simultaneously with Alex. Uh, no, sorry, I, I tell a lie. The last guy acts simultaneously with Josh's turn. Wait, I fired again before Alex did? Yeah, because uh, you fired from the hip, and you're using quick-draw revolvers. She aimed with a shotgun. Wait, didn't so I your second shot? Second no, no, shots? you did, but you did, but the benefit for uh, firing from the hip is not tremendous. Um, it's, oh, it's, okay. it's, it makes the difference between life and death a lot of the time. Uh, right. but, but it's, it's the quick draw revolvers that are more doing it. Yeah. So you get a plus 10 bonus for your quick draw revolver. Alex gets a minus 10 penalty for her shotgun. Oh. Yeah. I could have told you guys this. I'm, I'm a jerk for not doing it, but also I just kind of <laughs> want to see people die. Nobody's yeah, died but so yet this in is this campaign be good. by Skarn. Yeah. Also, I also I um if I told you guys all of the rules that could get you killed like <laughs> in no time flat, uh, I we would not have time to play today. 
All right. Uh, so, Josh, I'm going to roll your attack first, although it is going to go simultaneously with his attack. So you fired three times with your primary hand. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. So you need a 28 or less to hit with your first attack. You God, dual-wielding I'm, I'm not... Okay. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. I rolled a one again. <laughs> yes! Oh! This is bullshit. Oh. Alice gets the stats, I get the rolls. <laughs> now I'm gonna All right. die. Uh, you rolled a 41 for on the wound table. Uh, which, I, I think I remember that that is, but I'm just gonna look it up again real quick. Uh, yep, that is the left shoulder. The shoulders, you can get a fatal wound if you hit the left shoulder. I guess that counts as like a heart shot or something. Rolled, you got a 41 again uh, for location. Let's see, left shoulder. 41 is a serious wound. Neat. So he loses hit points, uh, and he does not lose accuracy because it's the left shoulder. Well, he loses a little accuracy, and he loses a little speed because it's a lot of damage. So that was your first shot. Now here's his... Yep, but here's his shot. He... Fucking Christ. Oh, my God. (sighs) (sighs) He rolled five over his accuracy. (laughs) Wait, was this me or Alex? That was at Alex. Uh, Josh needs an 18 or better to hit his next shot. He rolled a 78, so that's a miss. Final shot, he needs an 8 or less. He rolled a 22. There we go. <laughs> Alright, Alex, it's your turn. I'm going to roll your shotgun blasts, both barrels, you said. You get a bonus for using shotgun, bonus for close range. Uh... Oh, you just barely missed your first shot. And... Oh. Oh my god. Um... Okay, you just barely hit your second shot. Oh. All right. No, it doesn't matter whether you just barely hit or whether you you hit by a huge margin. Uh, it's oh still one. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going now. You're rolling a scatter. You're rolling firing a shotgun, and you're at short range. So at this point, I roll a d10 to determine how many wounds you inflict. Okay. Okay. You inflict two. You inflict two wounds. So I roll twice on the wound table for this gun. All right. First, you get him in the in the right shoulder. Yes, that's 47. where he can't shoot. Yep. Uh, no, that's the arm, actually. It's a serious wound. Uh, this guy's actually on his last legs here, so this next wound is probably going to kill him. You rolled a 62 for location. That's the abdomen. Severity, Ooh. 4, light wound. Doesn't matter, still dead. Yay, we yeah. did it! So we, yep. in this in this round... I dodged, like, three bullets, we wounded everyone, and killed one person. Yes. Uh, just about. Just about. Just about. So, save versus death, then. Yeah, you kinda did. <laughs> it's the theme of Next the round. show. <laughs> Scar is no. really annoyed by how this has turned out. No, 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 no! It's 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 going very interestingly. It would have been funny if you died instantly, but if you keep living, then well, I'll get to that. All right, uh, Josh, you are going to uh, actually. Sorry, um, I, do either of you guys want to move from where you're standing? Because everyone else is fine where they are in this gunfight. We seem uh, fine where we are. I don't think we want right, to go. Sk- you're steadying your weapon, so we're skipping the movement phase. Uh, I should say that technically. Uh, last round, there would have been, a, there could have been a brawl phase 
which is a round where each person rolls punching and wrestling attacks, which punching includes melee weapons, uh, if they're oh, within brawl range. there's fisticuffs in this game. But, yes, there is fisticuffs in this game. There's the dumbest fisticuffs I've ever seen, except in other TSR-published games from this era. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Point is, none of you are within brawling range, so it's not going to happen. So, uh, Alex, you're going to have to reload this round if you want to use your shotgun again. You can also pull your pistol, and that actually won't give you a penalty to anything. I'll pull the pistol. Okay, uh, so just tell me, uh, Alex, are you firing from the hip, and who at? And how many times? Who's left? So three we, times which guy pistol. did we kill? Uh, one guy by the door, and there's one guy by the window, and they're both injured. I'll get the, by, the guy by the door again. Okay, how many shots? How many shots are in the pistol? You can fire up to three times. There's six shots in the pistol. I'll do all three. Okay, sounds good. Firing from the hip or aiming? Um, let's do a hip shot. Maybe you'll get some Josh luck. Okay, and Josh, what about you? Uh, I fire all six shots at the guy at the window, uh, aimed. <laughs> Alright, sounds good. Alright. Alex is gonna go first by a wide margin, uh, then the guy at the window, then Josh. Uh, and then the guy by the door. Oh, no, sorry, the, the guy by the window, the guy by the door, then Josh. Alex, rolling your shots. Alright, so, you are using a quick draw revolver, you're at short range, um, you are hip shooting. Did you say you're hip shooting or you say you're aiming? Um, I said hip shooting. Okay. Target is obscured. Uh, let's do this. Three hits? Woo! All right. Wound number one. 37. 37 means you hit them in the uh, right shoulder. Severity, 30. Light wound. Second, sh second uh, sh hit is to the right leg. Severity is light. Light wound. Last shot is to the chest. Severity light, light wound. He's still dead. Turned him into Swiss cheese. Yay, that's what they say. All right, so guy by the window, the window would next. shoot. The guy by the window would shoot next, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, actually, he does shoot next, because he's the guy in the window, not the guy by the door who's just killed. All right, guy <laughs> in the window uh, <laughs> fires his pistol twice at Josh. Hit. Uh, location is abdomen slash groin. Severity, ooh, okay, that's a serious wound. You're lucky. It was almost a fatal wound. Damn it. I got shot in the dick. You sort of did. Uh, it's minus seven strength. Well, I have so 18, you now have 11 so... strength. You have more than half, which is an important milestone. It means that you only take models penalties to hit and to speed. Uh, still kind of a pain in the ass, though. Or the dick. Oh, you know what? I I fucked up. Uh, he actually goes after you because he was oh. injured. Okay, so, so the f we'll hold this that is in me advance. A, a sudden, my life flashes before my eyes. What if he shot me in the dick? Yep. Uh, so now I'm going to take all of your six shots, and if you kill him, yeah. hey, you don't have to worry about your dick. I mean, any more than I usually all right. do. So let's calculate this anew. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's not fifty percent obscured. Uh, he's by the window. I'm gonna say a lot, enough of him is visible. They just get the cover bonus. Uh, short range plus ten. Uh, you are firing two pistols minus thirty, so minus twenty total. You are aiming, so no penalty for that. So you're at a let's see 
plus 10, minus 3. Okay, uh, yeah. Get plus you're actually... 10 on three of the rolls for being in my main hand? No, you get minus 10 for being in your offhand. But my main hand doesn't count? Oh, this... All right. Your main hand is just default. Your 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 offhand is a penalty. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Um. Yes. Uh. Let's see. Everyone, let's wrap this up real quick. Um. You're going to. All right. You need to roll on your first attack a thirty-eight or hot or low. Forty-six miss. Second attack twenty-eight or low. Eighty-four miss. Third attack eighteen or low. 65, miss. Moving on to your second hand. You're going to need to hit a 28 or lower. 29, miss. 29, miss. 82, miss. All right, you miss all six shots, and now both pistols are empty, and you get shot in the dick. God damn it. Uh, give me just one second. This is all going so well. I feel almost like if you had gone dual pistols, Alex, it might actually be viable yeah, maybe. But then it's not funny. No, no, but just, you know, theory crafting here. Okay, uh, moving on. Yeah, that's everybody this turn. So, I here comes what I'm going to go ahead and guess is the last round of combat. So, at this point, From the Outhouse has run a... The final desperado in the gang, the leader. So during the movement phase, he bursts through the door. He is well over six feet tall, very wide, uh, wears a top hat with a flower stuck in the brim. He has a pair of mutton chops that you could sand a deck with. Uh, And in either hand, he has a sawn-off double-barreled shotgun. He also has a belt of dynamite, which is stretched around his waist like a bandolier. Oh. Any shots to abdomen groin will detonate the dynamite. Oh. <laughs> what, what do you suppose we would call this uh, strapping young lad? Uh, I believe he is known as Reginald. Uh, what, what kind of last name would a, would a Reginald have of this particular You know, caliber? the records were lost. History is a sketchbook. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm going to now roll his stats. He's a... I'm going to give him... Let's give him sheriff stats. Okay! Uh, so, he goes at 29 with his hip shooting... <laughs> Oh wait, no. That's that. Actually, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm. Firstly, I'm wrong, and secondly, I should ask you guys, what are you going to do, Josh? All of your weapons are empty. Uh, I'm gonna reload. Uh, you can reload and fire, and that costs the same amount, right? Nope. No. No. Uh, Man, your options well, basically well, amount to hitting him with your guns. So actually, if you want to take a movement to just like move in to melee range with him, I'll let you do that. Yeah, sure. Sounds great. You'll definitely live that long. Uh, Alex, how about you? You've got three bullets left. Who are you shooting at? Oh, so we, no one died, right? No one died. Well, I still have three shots left, so let's just get rid of those. Okay. Uh, who are you aiming at? We'll get the guy at the door still. All right, all three on the guy at the door? Yes. The, Sounds the, good. The Reginald. All right, hip firing. Alex? Yes. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. So his weapon's slow. It's minus 10. Um, he also ran. That penalty. Uh, Alex, you're going to go first. Just barely. Woohoo! The decision to hit fire saved you. All right. Uh, let's see. Close range. Firing. Yep, firing from the hip. You need a 75 lower to hit on your first shot. You hit with a 60. Rolling wounds. Ooh. Okay, you rolled a 49, which I believe is abdomen, uh, but I'll have to double check. Oh, no, it is Did just Did you really just shoot? Oh, okay. 98 to the left shoulder. You get him in the heart. Wow. He's dead. Yay! You killed Reginald Cuthbert! No, I didn't name it Reginald Cuthbert. Stupefaction. No, I thought you, door is Reginald. Window is is the other guy that shot me in the dick. Okay, oh. uh, your other two shots are not taken, Wait. but are not taken. I, I have a question, Rutskarn. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 it was shoulder. Okay, I thought it was abdomen. No, left shoulder. She rolled a mortal wound on his left shoulder, which means that despite his 20 strength, he died outright. My God! Just think that, that is, could that have is been how liter- Reginald Cuthbert would die. Yeah, just think that could happen to literally any character in literally any attack. Anyway, speaking of which, the guy at the door fires at Alex. Uh-oh. He misses the first shot. The second one he hits. Uh, he gets a hit to your right shoulder. Thirty-five. Um, it's a light wound to your right shoulder. No. Alright, last turn. Uh, Josh, are you going to run into melee range with the- You know what? No, the guy at the rendo throws his gun down. He surrenders. Do you accept his surrender? <laughs> we win! I actually How just rolled his morale, that? and since his allies died, he failed. Uh, I don't know. That was not in your favor. I would think that Reginald Cuthbert dying would make everyone's morale go up. <laughs> on the other hand, they were kind of hoping on him to die instead of them. Well, that did happen. It did well, happen. To, to and now of, they're like, all right, I'm satisfied. Anyway. <laughs> really, he was just fighting long enough like, to embolden his ally so that you would kill his ally. All right, you cash in the bounty on Reginald Cuthbert, go back, start a saloon, and never get into another gunfight ever again. But just to illustrate uh, how this game's experience system goes, each of you increment the number of gun battles you've been in by one. That means that, Josh, you've now been in two gun battles, which means that instead of a negative five uh, penalty to accuracy, you take a negative five penalty to accuracy. Alex, you go from <laughs> eight gunfights to nine gunfights, which means you go from plus six to plus eight accuracy, meaning that you now yeah. hit people on a 72 or less, uh, all other things being equal, except you also uh, randomly increase your bravery and your speed by which I mean the percentile dice scores for your bravery and your speed. Well, just just for giggles, I'm going to tell you what modifiers you get. It's different for both of you. All right, uh, Alex, you roll on the table of experience a 76, which means you add one to your speed and bravery. This has Ooh. zero effect on your character. Josh, you rolled a 56, which means you add two. This has zero effect on your character. Yay! Yay! That was Boot Hill. What are your thoughts? That was actually pretty fun. I know, right? 
like if I'd be interested in doing that with a larger group at this point and an actual and also, like, like maybe session. Not, yeah, I, I, a campaign that's not just like try to get Josh to fight Reginald Cuthbert and die. Not like a joke session to show off the rules. Yeah. No, it's yeah. surprisingly fun. And a large part of the fun is that, like, there's a lot of dice rolls in combat, but any of them could kill you, so it's never boring. Well, yeah, I kind of like... Dice rolls aren't that much... Yeah. They're, they're, like, on par with normal D&D stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, in, in Dungeons and Dragons, also, like, you roll and you're like, okay, how incrementally am I going to injure this opponent? And how incrementally are they going to injure me? Oh no, the fighter lost five hit points. I should probably heal them the next round, or maybe the round after that. Yeah. And I would say, though, that if I had went all that trouble to make the character, and then they died right away, that would be a little frustrating. So I like, you. Like your tool probably helps a lot in that regard. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love this tool that I made. Uh, I've, I've used it several hundred times already <laughs> for several hundred different characters. Uh, and I actually, I will say that I really appreciate a game in which any adversary can be easily randomly generated. And also, I rolled three ones in a row, so that was neat. You son of a bitch. That was, that was legit. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wasn't just like, if any of you were thinking something like, oh, Rutzgarn probably didn't really click the button properly, or, oh, Rutzgarn's probably using some, like, Mickey Mouse random probability generator. Yeah, neither to either, hombre. You're just like sitting down like, oh yeah, Josh is gonna pick Kentucky Bourbon and I'm gonna fucking murder him. (laughs) I was really hoping. What the fuck? I'll be honest, in my cruel, bitter heart of hearts, I was hoping that I would roll the dice and Josh would die instantly. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. Anyway, that's all we have time for for today. Uh, <laughs> one final anecdote before I have to go. Uh, so I've been running this, as I said, in a campaign. There's actually been one character death so far. It occurred because uh, there was a sniper firing through a window from several doors over, and they rolled random percentile dice to see which of the figures through the established to be murky and unseeable through windows they would hit. That sniper was also a player character. And the shot went straight through the heart. Neat. That would be worth. Yep. Anyway, uh, that's all the time we have. Like I said, until next time. 